What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome back to the Paranorm Girl Podcast. I am your host, Kristen. There's something very special about today's show. You may have noticed a distinct difference in the opening music. I hope you all love the show's new and much improved theme music as much as I do. The track was entirely created and produced by an incredible musician named Bear Klein, who took all of my nonsense ways of describing what it was that I wanted and somehow turned it into a gorgeous, spooky, dark, suspenseful song. A new sound for the show. Timing is divine and the time was now. Because today also happens to be episode 50, you guys. That's something I don't think I ever imagined I'd be saying. What a milestone. And I was sitting here the other day thinking like, you know, I've been doing this for almost a year and a half now. I'm glad to be at 50. But it had me thinking about that pace. Like to some that might seem, you know, a a slow burn. But then I remembered something. Back at the beginning, I didn't know how to do any of this. No clue. When I had a handful of followers on IG, only my family was listening. I had no idea how to check how many listens or downloads I was getting, didn't understand the equipment at all, and really only had but a basic idea for the trajectory of the show. And at that time, I was only putting out two episodes a month. That was it. And I distinctly remember how much of a struggle even that amount was. It was hard. So I called attention to and celebrated when episode five rolled around, two and a half months in, because that's the first podcaster milestone. If you can make it to five, you're more likely to keep going. It certainly helped that I was really enjoying learning all of the stuff that I was, but that small, small achievement of five whole episodes That kept me going for a long time. And now, here we are at 50. PGP is now a weekly show, squeezing in some bonus episodes here and there. I'm getting to talk with experts and professionals in the field. Thousands of downloads later, brand new theme music. I'm meeting so many fellow podcasters and getting invited on their shows. Y'all, if you had asked me... Five years ago, if I thought it would be podcasting that would give me back my creative identity and open my world right up, well, 
I, I wouldn't have laughed. Five years ago was a damn dark time for me, but I certainly would not have believed it. Change and transition in our lives is something that can happen right under our noses. And sometimes we can't even appreciate it until we're on the other side. And that other side can look so foreign compared to what we had in mind originally. But I guess this is all just to say, I encourage you all from time to time to find a way to check in and take stock of the current journey, the milestones you have reached, what you thought were failures that ultimately led to the successes, whatever that success may ultimately have become for you. It can be so incredible to watch the universe work its magic when you put an intention out there and then loosen your stranglehold on how you think it should go, how it should turn out. You might be happier with what it was meant to be rather than what you originally envisioned success was going to look like. And I don't mean to get all sappy and empowerment guru on ya. That was just my headspace this morning. So celebrate yourselves because you're probably rocking it at something and don't even realize it. Okay, on to the lesson for today. These days, it's become exceedingly difficult to see how anyone out there right now can feel our pain, can sense what we're going through before we even open our mouths to speak, can make us feel less alone and less alienated because we know they understand on some intimate level just how we are feeling or thinking. It's hard to see that friendly, kind open nature these days. It's hard to see that ability in others and think we seem to be the only one who feels for others' plight on a deep emotional level while everyone else is just selfish and rude and mean. According to the vast number of negative news stories, articles online, self-absorbed social media posts, and the like, on the surface it would seem like the human race over the course of the past five or six years has completely lost its empathy. But science disagrees. Science for the win today. You see, the capacity to empathize with another is practically universal. Now, while science is specifically referring to the physiological, psychological sense of empathy— as in our ability to recognize firsthand the actions, thoughts, and feelings of others because the sensory perception of them elicits a similar state within ourselves. A designation is made for the process that is happening within a psychic empath. My question going through this research, though, was, should there be a designation? Aren't both sides, the scientific and the psychic, talking about the same ability? And if that is true, maybe we're actually talking about a bridge between the vast divide of the logical scientific world and the world of the mystical. I don't know. Something to keep in mind as we go through it. I was speaking with a friend of the show who is an empath a few weeks ago about whether I also felt physical pain in reaction to watching someone physically hurt on YouTube videos. And you know what I'm talking about, those compilation videos of people backflipping off of something right under their face or skateboard tricks gone awry, landing those guys on the railing, crushing any hope of ever having a family. Ooh, or 
Have you ever seen a video of someone completely snapping their bone? Yeah. Does it make you squirm even just thinking about it? So, do you think you are an empath? Or are you just an empathetic person with mirror neurons firing off all over the place? While the pain of another is going to be a distinctly personal experience, our ability to understand that pain, even if it's never happened to us in that way, is innate for most humans and may actually be something of evolutionary value as it's important for our social relations. It may be one of those traits we have biologically within us so that we don't just let our species die out. Can you imagine if the world really was filled with nothing but folks who really couldn't see themselves in others, couldn't identify with others' sadness, glee, torture, etc., etc.? If we really could not care less for the longevity and prosperity of others, we'd be done for. So, though it may appear that Karens have now taken over the planet, most of us are actually pre-programmed to give a shit about our fellow human being. But it's not just our own survival, though, is it? If this ability were simply a species-wide propagation drive or the evolutionary mechanism forcing us to care for our fellow tribe as we care for ourselves, why then does it extend to other species? Why does it extend to people lost before our time? Why do some feel pain and cry when a tree is bulldozed? And it's not a one-way street, either. Has your dog ever come and nuzzled you or sat by you silently as you wept, you know, with that look in their eyes? Why do your plants seem to grow better in a happy, positive environment? It's because your dog understands and empathizes with your sadness, and your plants are happy because... You are happy, but let's get to the crux of the designation between empathy and being an empath. What is said about an empath that veers us right off the logical explanation for this ability is not just having the capability of identifying with another's emotional state or physical pain, but literally taking those feelings on. And as it is reported in empaths who may not know they are empaths, taking on those states to the point that they can no longer discern it from their own emotions or physical state. A psychic empath is a highly sensitive emotional sponge, which sounds absolutely terrible and exhausting. But with the right mindset, maybe it could be looked at as an incredible gift. If you've spent much time on psychic TikTok, a lot of folks over there identify as empaths. Commonalities of these folks' experience include often feeling overwhelmed in public, being highly emotional and easily energetically drained by others, having a hard time not caring beyond what is considered normal, being targets for narcissistic personalities, and often feeling like they just don't fit in anywhere. They feel alien compared to their fellow human. And maybe you've felt this way as well. Maybe you've questioned whether you, too, might be an empath. There are some questions you could ask yourself and commonly seen traits that could point toward yes. Do you feel others' emotions? Not just perceive them, but feel them and mistake them for your own. 
Do your feelings and emotions change as soon as you meet a particular person or someone enters your vicinity? Does it seem like, at times, you can magically read another's mind? Do you sometimes wonder if you are neurotic or crazy? I mean, join the club, but still, good questions to keep in mind. And some of the common empathic traits laid out by Kimberly Moon in her book, I've mentioned it before, Psychic Empath, include being highly sensitive. What others say or do affects you easily, and you are easily hurt, and you are often able to read between the lines, sensing what is being said without it actually being said. You also seem to soak up others' energies. You absorb another's emotional state, stranger on the street or friend in your home, without any indication or words from them as to how they are feeling. Very spongy of you. You tend to be introverted and are easily drained in crowded spaces. An empath is definitely more likely to be introverted rather than extroverted, preferring that one-on-one contact or very small groups. You're also highly intuitive. And this goes back to what I was talking about in the Claire's episode. Your gut feeling is going to be pronounced and an empath's best friend. You're more likely to be able to suss out situations quickly and have gut feelings about people you may have just met. You see through the bull more easily than others. So it's actually hard to pull one over on you. Another that Ms. Moon points out that I hadn't really thought about before but makes a lot of sense is how hard it is for an empath to be in a conventional relationship. Since a couple is sharing space, constantly in each other's presence, constantly having to be in contact, sharing all possessions, it's hard for an empath who is both sensitive to their partner's emotions and also needs, not wants, but needs, for their sanity to have their friggin' alone time. They've got to have it. So the recommendation here would be to not have a conventional relationship. Be honest with your partner about your need for space and private time. If you've got the room to spare in your home, designate it as your privacy suite. And if your partner doesn't like it, well, maybe you'll get the whole house to yourself before too long. Another trait is that you take forever to process your own emotions. The regular person is probably going to have an immediate emotional reaction to a situation, usually how it works. The empathic person, on the other hand, is going to take some time to try to understand the emotion they are feeling. Sometimes the sadness of something won't register immediately as you initially will try to process the details over and over Be aware that once your true, real emotion surfaces, it can be fierce. The psychic empath is going to feel whatever they ultimately feel to the full extent. Empaths generally are going to be more selfless people, probably because of their ability to read and pick up others' experiences. So they're going to naturally be more generous. Whether it's your time, your money, your energy, you are inclined to go the extra mile for others in need. And whether it's real hardship or the person just needs a helping hand, the empath, unlike a majority of people who may see it as an annoyance, is going to volunteer. They can't help it. Empaths also tend to be creative types whose nature tends to manifest itself both in their personal life as well as their professional pursuits. They do especially well in artistic careers. 
And the final trait isn't even a trait specifically. It's, it's just a common thing seen with all empaths. People are naturally drawn to you. I'm sure you can imagine a few people in your life who have this tremendous ability to understand whatever you're going through and seem to have incredible insight about difficult situations and how to overcome challenges. You rely on these types of people for emotional support and understanding. Well, you may be lucky enough to have some empathic friends in your midst. And if you're looking around and don't seem to have any of those sorts in your circle... It might be because that person is you. Now, a quick callback to what I was saying about people crying over fallen trees or having the uncanny ability to just know what another is thinking. You might have had the suspicion at some point in your life that maybe you had some empathic tendencies, but that couldn't be right because you don't care about plants all that much. You know, you got that black thumb and aren't all that emotional when it comes to our quickly depleting rainforests. And you don't read minds. What people are thinking behind those closed lips remains unknown to you. Or you love your own pet more than most people that you know. So you're not an empath, right? You, you can't be, right? This might come as a surprise, but there are different types of empaths. We'll run through them pretty quickly. For the most part, they are all pretty self-explanatory. Geomantic empaths are attuned to places and locations. This can mean an historic building or a mountain. They pick up energy and may have emotional reactions to things that have taken place in those locations. Physical empaths intuitively know and can feel within themselves what ails or pains a person physically. They are wonderful caregivers and often can be found in the medical field. Emotional empaths are who is absorbing all of that emotional energy of others. Whether good or negative, they take it on and feel it as their own. They get drained of energy if they're not self-aware. They need alone time and space to replenish. The emotional empath is the one we think of when we think empath. Animal empaths feel that deeper connection to the animal kingdom. They will most likely have a pet or two or ten that they love more than life itself and just seem to know how animals are feeling or what they are wanting. Side note, and brief complaint here, it always confounds me when I see videos of human beings being heroic in regards to animals, like they rescue them, run into traffic for them, save them from starving on the streets, and then it never fails when some troll jumps on and asks some variation of, what about uh, other humans? Why don't people do these things for their fellow man? That kind of comment just destroys me. Number one, a lot of these animals are in this situation because of humanity, okay? Have some compassion for the animal who had no say and is now in need of rescue from the situation that we have most likely created. Two, animals cannot speak for themselves. Unlike people who can represent and fight for themselves, animals need the representation. How more folks don't understand that we need to be better and fight for these voiceless, sentient creatures is, is just, it's beyond me. And three, it's just cruel to leave an animal in need to die or starve if you can do something about it. It's cruel, period. And four, one more. <laughs> there are 
tons of people already out there doing incredible work for the sake of mankind. Recognize them for their thankless work when you see it taking place. <sighs> okay, plant empaths. Exactly what you are thinking. Deep connection to plants. The plant evokes certain emotions when they touch them. There is communication going on with these very special people and nature. I wish I had this ability. I love plants. I love them. They just don't love me back and would rather die than remain in my presence. Precognitive empaths are highly, highly intuitive when it comes to predicting things to come. Being as sensitive as they are to the energy around them, they unconsciously receive information that manifests into a feeling, a vision, or a dream of future events. Psychometric empaths, very similar to the geomantic empath, just with objects. Objects hold emotional energy that easily arouses an emotional response to this empath when they touch them. And telepathic empaths are clued into the unexpressed thoughts of others. Not necessarily a straight-up mind reader, this ability is a form of telepathy with an emotional basis. As many folks' thoughts are often influenced by their emotions, the empath can pick up on that and gain massive insight about people and their situations without saying a word. They know too much. This was a good chunk of information. Um, if you want to read further about it, do please check out that book I mentioned, Psychic Empath, Kimberly Moon. Who knew there were so many traits and varying degrees of empathic abilities? Coming into this, I really had um, just a basic idea of what it meant to be an empath, but it does go a little bit deeper than that. One thing I wanted to be sure to mention before we close it out is a correction to some of the information about the Claire senses, and this, of course, should apply to the differing types of empath as well. It was expressed to me recently and actually makes more sense to me that it has been the experience of many people who utilize these senses that they can more so all be experienced by the same person in varying degrees. So it's not as black and white as, oh, only certain people have certain gifts and that's the end of the story. Many practitioners will receive information via any one of their clair senses, and any one of them can be developed over time. So thank you to Dave for that clarification. Always ready with the good info, bud. Uh, the boys over at Werewolf Radar were kind enough to have me on their show for a chat last week. It was so much fun, dudes. And uh, a bit out of my regular wheelhouse talking about a cryptid from my old neck of the woods. But it's good to stretch your knowledge. Yes? Yes. So go take a listen. That is Werewolf Radar. They're anywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, go learn you something about the Louisiana Wookiee, y'all. Check out the Patreon. I've got three tiers up right now by joining any one of them. You help this show out tremendously. You further the mission. You make my heart sing. And you get some cool perks as a thank you. Win-win. Another thank you to Bear Klein for the new music. If y'all dig this sound and would like to hear some of his other work, possibly get you some new tune skis for your own show or project or what have you, check out the links to his pages I have included below. All for now, folks. Time for our final note. Back to mirror neurons for a second. 
a brain cell that reacts when a particular action is performed and when it is only observed. So this is science's way of explaining empathy. But it does stop short because mirror neurons can't measure whether you are truly feeling another's emotion. They can't explain why you get emotional when you step on a historic battlefield where hundreds lost their lives. They don't accept that you are actually feeling someone's physical ailment inside of your own body. They don't, they can't, they won't. But I find it so interesting that this very logical, scientific process that explains empathy walks us right up to the precipice that precedes the intangible world of the psychic empath before dropping clean off. It's just unable to go there. Because though both terms are talking about the same sensitive connection we have to others, one is real and the other is witchcraft nonsensical mumbo-jumbo. If you are one, an empath, you know what you're experiencing. You've put the pieces together and you know there's something different happening above and beyond our basic human capability for empathy. It's something not to be described and explained, but to be experienced. I myself have wondered if I had empathic abilities. I know for certain that I'm, I'm already very empathetic, but there have been times that it seemed more than that. I've had two precog dreams in my life. I already talked about one over on TikTok, but maybe this season would be a cool time to tell them both here to everyone. I've had such intense emotions so closely mirroring another's internal state that it seemed, I mean, I, ha I had to question because they didn't seem to be my own, you know? And my connection with animals has always been strong. At times, it does feel like I am literally communicating with my own pets. But maybe I am just crazy and neurotic about my animals. Though the bridge between empathy and empath might not be clear for us now, I suspect that maybe, much like the Claire's, Empathic abilities might simply be the extension of the ability that is already there in all of us. The next step in our evolution, empathy plus. With everything that I've learned to this point over the course of the entire show about energy, frequency, synchronicity, mass consciousness, retrocausality, simulation theory, the possible world lying just beyond our physical perceptions, empathic ability just doesn't seem like that much of a stretch. It's gonna be subtle, though, just like any of the previous psychic abilities we've discussed. And I think it deserves some introspection and exploration if you feel like it may be an ability that rings true for you. And I hope this episode makes you think about and explore it within yourself, because whether you discover that you are a psychic empath or a strongly empathetic person in general. I know the world could use more of it. Stay safe, keep the nightlight on, and sleep 
with one eye open.